Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Here we go, here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting today from the legendary KRMG Studios down in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. A man who is not stumbling us into a nuclear war in Ukraine. We have a president that is clearly not all there. A lot of people would say so. The press going nuclear over Kanye West sitting down with Tucker Carlson last night to discuss things uh, regarding not just the black community, but the white one, too. Imagine that. The media going nuts. The media is a bunch of losers. We will discuss it with Michigan, Michigan Governor Tudor Dixon, who is making her Fox Across America debut. Kat Kamek will sober up and join us from the 3rd Congressional District of Florida. My son Lincoln Fela to preview tomorrow's Clark High School football action. And, of course, your fine self, always welcome at 888 888- Seven eight eight nine nine one zero. You know the rule on this show. Even when we're on the road down here in Tulsa, eating ourselves within an inch of our lives at Albert G's Barbecue, uh, the rules are still the same. You can be a Republican, you can be a Democrat, just don't be a. That is all. So happy Friday from Tulsa. We made it. Uh, we've got a big one locally down here at the Cape Brewing Company today from 4 to 6 p.m. Tomorrow we will be, of course, at the Chisholm Trail Expo Center in Enid, Oklahoma, assuming I live through today's meet and greet. The Tulsa folks, uh, they don't know the difference between hospitality and a hazing ritual. And I found that out the hard way at dinner last night. I had Levi May from the station here, took us out for barbecue. It was one of the barbecue joints where, you know, they show you a menu and then they just start throwing food. Like at one point they were shooting sliders at me out of a T-shirt gun. It was a bad Like, Mao! It's like, all right, I'm in pain. I don't want to do this anymore. But they know how to eat in Tulsa. And uh, hopefully they know how to take selfies because we're going to do a lot of that today at the Cape Brewing Company. I'll be there from 4 to 6. So if you're in the Tulsa area, come hang out with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. I got my white boots on just for the occasion. I do feel like, though, the way they've been feeding me, that I very much just look like a stripper who let himself go during the lockdowns because I got a loud jacket. I got loud boots, but I don't really have like a magic mic physique. It's more of a tragic mic. I'm his affordable brother. So, uh, yeah, we can have a drink. Try not to buy me any wings at Cape Brewing if you're coming out. Uh, some quick news while we're talking about substance abuse. Uh, Joe Biden yesterday pardoning uh, a lot of potheads. Apparently, the Biden strategist realizing you'd have to be high to vote Democrat in the midterms. So they might as well encourage more of that sort of thing based on the way things are going. Uh, but I should point out, OK, I don't want anybody doing life in jail for smoking weed. There's, I wouldn't have a staff on my show. I'd have to do the whole thing myself at that point. Uh, but there are currently no people serving prison time on simple federal marijuana possession charges, meaning anyone who's in federal prison because a weed pled down from drug trafficking or something in between. So it's not quite the monumental free at last moment you thought it would be. So if you are, in fact, a Volkswagen bus salesman, uh, this is not the moment. (laughs) You're not about to break the monthly sales record uh, because even if they were getting out on jail, I don't know that they can afford gas for the Volkswagen bus the way things are trending. Biden is such a disaster. He's a mess, but bigger than weed... uh, is the fact that people are now talking about, for the first time since the 1962 Cuban Missile Crisis, uh, the U.S. today, we have a report out, the U.S. is stocking up on anti-radiation drugs. 
Okay, they bought $290 million worth of anti-radiation drugs, which, happy Friday, everybody. We're heading into the bunker if we don't get our act together in Ukraine. You know, I'm in a great mood. I'm on the road. But it's a really heavy way to start the show. But you know how talk radio works? you got to play the teams on the schedule. So we're going to dive right in here. Okay, the president spoke yesterday. Joe Biden was at the White House. And he, of course, gave a big speech in a closed door meeting with some of his advisors. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did happen. And the transcript that came out from that meeting uh, quotes the president. This is when he was talking to the living people. This isn't when he was talking to the actual dead people in the room. Biden's lost his marbles. But the point is the president told uh, advisors that the U.S. is facing its highest risk of nuclear Armageddon in 60 years, which would take us back to the Cuban Missile Crisis. Now, in this moment, as a guy who gets on the air every day and says, you know, I sound like I'm getting paid in Tide Pods and cheap tequila. uh, This is one of those moments where our ability to call for pause, to call for restraint, to get everybody in the world to calm down. This is one of those moments where it actually comes in handy because the things we're hearing, not only out of this administration, certainly out of Putin, who seems to be cornered and in a desperate spot, but also Zelensky who has really gotten, you know the term they use of beer muscles? When you're hang, someone's hanging out of the bar and they've had too many beers, all of a sudden they get tough, they want to get into fights, they think they're cooler than they are. You know the old, do you know who I think I am? You know, not that they are anybody. Do you know who I think I am? That whole thing. Okay, Zelensky is getting a, a bad case of beer muscles in that he's taken uh, photos and selfies with so many celebrities. He's gotten such a monstrous infusion of cash Coming from us, by the way, uh, got a lot of Venmos, got a lot of Venmos from the U.S. taxpayer. Thanks, big government weenuses. But the point is, those Venmos, those celebrity selfies, those appearances at the Grammys, Zelensky is now talking the type of tough that is nobody's friend. Okay, Zelensky called for NATO yesterday to launch a preemptive nuclear strike against Vladimir Putin, a preemptive nuclear strike. But let me explain how preemptive nuclear strikes work, okay? They don't work. There is no version of the world where we start shooting nuclear you know, weapons at one another, and this ends with any of us in a good situation. Okay, so this tough talk shouldn't be happening. The idea that Biden says, oh, we're on the verge of you know, nuclear Armageddon. Okay, we joke about Biden and the fact that his elevator doesn't go all the way to the top floor. But in this instance, the calls to de-escalate this conflict as opposed to calling for another GoFundMe for Zelensky, like the time is now, like actual adults need to step in in Washington. Actual adults in the media need to stop the saber rattling, being like, screw these guys. Yo, I'm raising a child on this planet right now. We don't really need nuclear Armageddon. Like nowhere in the world is there a guy who'd be better off if only he spent five more minutes in a nuclear holocaust. That, like that country song isn't getting written, you understand? So when you find yourself in the precipice of something like this that is so horrific, you know, you want to believe we'd have some actual adults in the room. Okay, sadly, I can't find them. Like when I look around, Putin is not there. Putin and Zelensky have gotten to a place of ego. Okay, Putin invaded Ukraine. Hey, we're Russia. We're Putin. You're in big trouble now. But unfortunately for Putin, okay, they're not terribly competent. Okay, most people expected them to mop the floor with Ukraine in two days and we'd move on to, you know, calling Putin a bad guy and he'd be taking, you know, those celebrity hockey selfies. You know, when Putin plays hockey 
and somehow scores nine goals in a game. I mean, it's yeah. When that guy shoots on goal, he really shoots on goal. <laughs> people, people are actually dying. Uh, there's sniper fire involved. But the point is, Putin is not back to his regular shirtless selfie self. Uh, he is very much saber rattling on nuclear war because he has been embarrassed on the world stage from a military standpoint. Okay, from an economic standpoint, the ruble is killing the dollar right now. The actual sanctions we imposed that were supposed to kill this thing dead in its tracks really found Putin on the absolute other end of this. We were like, yeah, we're going to impose so many sanctions. That'll be it for Putin. He's just going to give up. He's going to leave. He's going to be broke. All of the oligarchs won't have enough time for those daytime hooker parties they love so much. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. But the point is Putin is not in a position of financial hardship. I mean, if Putin had a theme song post-sanction, it's... Oh, girl, take off the apron, Mrs. Putin. We are going out tonight, girlfriend. Okay, the actual ruble is worth eight times as much as the American dollar right now. It's killing us. So you understand Ukraine and the idea of never-ending war in Ukraine is benefiting nobody financially here in America. It's certainly benefiting nobody physically there in Ukraine. When you think about the carnage, my gosh. What's going on in Russia with some soldiers actually surrendering, with 200,000 people getting called up into the draft, with him now saber-rattling about nuclear arms? Okay, this is an ego. This is a toxic ego at a place where, yeah, the money's good, but Putin isn't used, okay, to looking weak. Does he do weak things all the time? But he's not used to looking weak on the world stage. And the fact that he's got, you know, Zelensky – who is basically like a reality TV, you know, people said Trump was a reality TV president. You know, he's hosted a reality TV show and stuff like that. But Zelensky is presidenting in a reality TV fashion in that he's always going for the sensationalist soundbite of we need a preemptive strike. We're not scared of Putin. We won't concede any land. He's like the Bethany Frankel of politics. Like he should be holding a wine glass in his hand, throwing it at Putin, pulling hair when we go to commercial. But sadly, folks, this is the real housewives, okay, but they're not throwing Merlot. They're throwing around nukes. They're throwing around javelin missiles. So we're at a point today where it would benefit everybody to show a little bit of restraint. Okay, I know there's political opportunity and saying like, oh, Biden is weak. He is. Biden's a mess. I very much feel like this Ukraine was, you know, situation was the byproduct of the ineptitude we demonstrated in Afghanistan. But it doesn't benefit us today to just sit here and trash him and try to provoke this thing even further. General Jack Keane basically said as much, and I wanted you to hear this. Okay, we have to take this seriously. It's clip 14. Well, I think you have to take the threat seriously. I mean, the one thing we know for a fact is Putin wants us to think he would use nuclear weapons. That's certainly the implication that's been going on since the beginning of this war. The reality is, is that if he did use a nuclear weapon, I don't see how the United States and NATO would not respond to that. And I'll take the administration at face value when they have said publicly to us that they've told Putin and his thugs if they did such a thing, there would be catastrophic consequences. And evidently they've spelled out what those consequences are uh, to the Russians. I don't think they have to share that publicly with us. What the point is, you just need an off-ramp. Okay, you want an off-ramp because this is the bottom line. Okay, there's obviously, you know, it's not beer. You know how they have light beer? There's no nuclear Armageddon light, you dig? There's no, 100 calories. It's not, it doesn't work that way. Okay, nuclear Armageddon, uh, you know, just so you understand, we're a society that struggles with scale. 
you know, we fight over the same news stories every day, regardless of their importance, meaning there are more people probably mad about Kanye West talking to Tucker Carlson last night than there are at the fact that we're financing our way into a nuclear war. I promise the nuclear war is a bigger deal than what Kanye was talking about after he smoked a yard of weed and sat down with Tucker. But most people don't know how to scale anymore. This is one of those moments where you actually have to scale. We're in a bad spot. Okay, one thing you always hear out of the Biden administration is what? Well, you know, the war in Ukraine, it's Putin's price hike. You know, it's the root of all economic evil in this country. You know, we're in a bad spot because of Putin. Great, whatever. Okay, a lot of economists would argue the other way because prices were going up for 14 straight months before Putin invaded Ukraine. But the fact remains. Okay, if you're going to continue to insist on saying that Putin's conflict in Ukraine is the root of all economic evil, you'd like to think we were making a greater effort to end it. You know what I'm saying? Why, if it's the root of all economic evil, why are we Venmoing Zelensky $40 billion? It doesn't seem like the smart spend here, you dig? And if it's the root of all economic evil and it's teetering on nuclear conflict, why would anyone in their right mind want this to go on for a day longer? Okay, you think about how this lines up. On one end, you've got Russia with one of the most sophisticated – I don't like Vladimir Putin. He's a dirtbag and a thug, but he's one of the most sophisticated minds of our time. Okay, this is a guy, you know, between Kremlin and the KGB and everything else he spent time doing on the military intelligence side. This is one of the most brilliant uh, intelligence minds on the planet. On our side – Okay, we've got a guy who's still trying to figure out why his VCR is flashing 12 o'clock in the Oval Office. Okay, it's not exactly the best matchup for us on paper. Is our military great? Yes. But when it comes to actual nuclear conflict, there can be no winner. Unfortunately, in this instance, everybody gets a participation trophy, but it's for losing the matchup. Okay, so where I come from on a day like today is I'll walk you through this. We're going to get into a lot of domestic stuff. I got to get get to a happy hour after this. But the point is anybody who is out there screaming and yelling right now that we need to escalate or take the fight to Putin or send more missiles to Ukraine, uh, there's a word for these people. They're called idiots. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit.
Don't go anywhere. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back. All right, this one's for the fellas who want to tap the brakes on the aging process. How do you do that, Jimbo? We're talking about Nugenics Total T. Okay, every day that passes by is a day that you lose testosterone, which means less muscle, less energy, less get up and go in the bedroom. That doesn't sound any fun. But are you really ready to lose your shape, your muscle, maybe even in your energy? You don't have to. Okay, you can slow it down with Nugenics Total T. Nugenics Total T, it'll boost free and total testosterone, and it'll help you get the old fire back at work, in the gym, in the bedroom. How about it? Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster has Testafin, which will boost your testosterone. You know, the man hormone. How about more of that? You can try Nugenics Total T before you buy. There's nothing to lose, everything to gain. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T when you text 231-231 and enter the keyword Jimmy. Text now. You'll get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, the newest and most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you lose fat fast and get lean fast. It is absolutely free. Your complimentary sample available to you if you text 231-231 and enter keyword Jimmy. It's 231-231 and you enter the keyword Jimmy. Texting enrolls you in a recurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. And now, great moments in presidential history. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Why the hell would I take a test? Come on, man. I am, uh, I am very willing to let the American public judge my physical and mental fil- my physical as well as my mental fil- fitness. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, another great moment in presidential history. A great moment, uh, of course, in my history was yesterday when I landed at the Tulsa International Airport uh, here in the 405, where I'm broadcasting live on KRMG Studios. Uh, and one of the people there that I ran into, I do believe, is on the line right now. Duncan, are you there? I am here, Jimmy. How are you? Uh, we're double dipping here, man, yesterday and today. That was, uh, it was pretty cool to meet you in the airport. Well, no, we didn't meet. Somebody else met you, and I, I work in the airport, and I oh. watched your whole interaction. Oh, get out of here. And it was awesome. <laughs> and it was just watching you and your persona on the radio. I want everybody to know this is exactly the way you are in real life. Oh, yeah, you can't fake this. This, this, this level of no. mediocre intellect, there's no, it's not a character, dude. <laughs> this is all I got, and, man. And the, the other thing, I, I, I love that you wore cowboy boots to Oklahoma. That was great. <laughs> and you're in the 918. You're not in the 4 Oh, I'm not in the 4 All right, I got to get that right because I don't want to get knocked out. You know, the old ludicrous song, I've got hose in different area codes. But if you get the hose area code wrong, it's a big problem. Yes. Okay, well, duly when you noted. get to the brewing company, you don't want the drunk guys to correct you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a bad place to be in life when the drunk guys are serving as standards and practices. Uh, yes. I'm sorry I didn't meet you. I thought I had met you because I met a lot of people in the airport. What's happening a lot for me, Duncan, when I go places now in public, you know, people recognize you from TV or the radio. It's really cool. Um, but I love to meet people for exactly what you just described. I want them to realize, like, I'm just a regular guy. And what makes this show work is that Fox gave a regular guy a show, which means now all of us regular guys and gals and theys and thems have a show. You know, we have a, we have a little forum. So welcome to the treehouse, Duncan. Well, and we don't have to have an entourage. Nope. And 
But I did like your work wife. I could see where I, where <laughs> Jenny. Oh, Duncan, she might be single. Play your cards right. I mean, play your cards right. You probably have a shot at Jenny, too. But that's neither here nor there. Duncan, I got a show to do and a, and a hard commercial break. But thank you, brother. Next time, say hello as well. We're back after this on Fox Across America. Welcome back to Scared at Five. I'm Don Deathly. Sue Strangler is in for Don Drownham. Take it away, Sue. Is there a 45-foot boa constrictor living inside your household plumbing? And does it have COVID? It's a long story, and we'll unravel it later. But first... Do Instagram filters cause cancer? And do the filters have COVID? It's hard to picture, but there's no airbrushing the fact that it's possible. We'll have the photo finish around the corner. But first, can microwave popcorn give you a And does Ebola have COVID? We'll have a kernel of truth in seconds, but first... A public service announcement about the brain-killing parasite that could be in your drinking water. And if it does kill you, could your coffin have COVID? Find out next on Scared at Five, your home for news so good it's terrifying. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. And yes, a little bit of a COVID scare coming back into town with Fauci claiming yesterday we're going to have another variant coming our way in the immediate future. Now, I got to be honest with you. At this point, I do think, you know, Fauci's just pulling stuff out of his butt. And I do think he's addicted to being on television. He likes getting hair and makeup. And, you know, as long as COVID is semi-relevant, Fauci is semi-relevant. I don't know that we're really in a position right now to prioritize whatever the latest COVID fear of the moment is, because we're being told by our own intelligence community that we could be at the precipice of some type of a nuclear conflict out there in Ukraine, which is, again, I think uh, a worst case scenario, mainly because, number one, there are no winners in a nuclear conflict. But number two, I don't ever look around this administration and think we have people in charge that know what they're actually doing. I agree with that. I mean, you don't. You don't ever look around and say Biden or, you know, heaven forbid you're watching Kamala get out there. Did you see? (laughs) So funny. Kamala's motorcade got into an accident during the week. You never buy a GPS that tells you you have to get going to where you got to go because it's time to keep doing what you've been doing because that time is every day. People are like, well, left, right? What am I doing here? (laughs) I don't know where I'm going. Next thing you know, they're pulling your car out of the pond. It's not pretty. But the point is, nuclear conflict, far worse than anything we're discussing uh, when it comes to COVID, when it comes to Joe and Biden, uh, Joe and Kamala's, you know, verbal ineptitudes. And I don't think it is a time to encourage more conflict. I think it's a time to find an off-ramp for guys like Putin and Zelensky. And to more importantly for me personally, to find an off-ramp for the runaway spending. Okay, we're looking at a 40-year high in inflation right now where the average American's really taken a beating. I can't see a world where shipping more money over to Ukraine is of consolation to anybody. They're like, yeah, don't worry, kids. Uh, we're going to divvy up this TV dinner five ways. But more importantly, you know that V-neck wearing comedian turned president over in Ukraine? We just Venmoed him another $40 billion. So don't worry about it, kids. I got to be honest with you. I think a lot of the kids should be worried, you know, because there are no winners. Now, Lewis is listening in West Palm Beach, Florida. He very well may disagree, and that's fine. We say every day this is an audio-safe space for cool people. You can disagree to the moon and back as long as you can behave. Yo, Lewis. Hey, Jimmy. How are you, sir? I'm good. Now, militarily, okay, it was told to me by my call screener 
that you might uh, disagree with my approach. Now, I just want to preface this so you understand. I know high-ranking military officials. I'm tight with Captain Crunch, and I know General Mills. Are you still confident? I was a captain in the Marine Corps, but I was oh, never okay. a taxi driver, so I, I don't know. <laughs> hey, hold on. I might have seen more, comfa- more uh, combat than you have, to be clear. In New York, in New York City, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but I'll, but I'll hear you out, even though you're just a Marine captain and I'm a cab driver. What do you think? Listen, I, I love the show. <laughs> I you, will buddy. say this. Um, despots like Putin, like the Taliban, the mm. only thing they respond to is force. Yes. That's the only thing they respect. So in that regard, I would say uh, he's bluffing with nuclear weapons, and we've got to continue our force. You know, we started World War II to defend Europe, Mm -hmm. and this is kind of the same thing. We're defending a democratic country. But but do you – let me ask you this. When you – because I – when you look around at this administration – I don't ever feel like anybody, not just Joe and Kamala, like take it back to Afghanistan. None of those generals, whether we're talking about Milley or even, you know, like a guy like John Kirby, who was just getting out there and speaking on behalf of the State Department or or even Secretary of State Blinken. They never really created the picture that they were on top of things like they were all telling us the Afghan army wasn't going to collapse on Monday. And on Tuesday, the president of Afghanistan was on like a carnival cruise with three suitcases full of money because he knew the you know, the whole government was collapsing. So are you confident? I know you're confident in your fellow. Marines, because how could you not be? These are the you know baddest dudes on the planet. But are you confident in leadership? Because that's my bigger concern. No, my, my biggest concern, and to echo your point, my biggest concern would be who's getting that money. Because mm-hmm. we both know that Ukraine has a history of corrupt government. Mm-hmm. So who's actually getting the money that we're spending? But if it's going in the right place, I support it. All right. But well, I don't listen. trust the administration. I'm, I'm with you. I don't, I don't trust the administration. Well, well I think in, in terms of it going to the right place in Ukraine, maybe if we're really going to add 87,000 IRS agents, whatever the number is, you know, they say <laughs> some of them are like weekend guys, but maybe like three of them check out the Ukraine thing. I mean, they've audited my taxi, you know, my taxes as a cab driver three times. I would think 40 billion is worth a little sniff around. No, Jimmy, I think 86,900 of them should go to Ukraine. Thank you. All right, see that? We, we ended up on the same page. Lewis, great call. Thank you for your service, brother. 888-788-9910. It's always the phone number if you want to be a part of the show. It's also the phone number if you don't want to be a part of the show and you want to tell me why. Listen, fatso. <laughs> but we've got to transition for a minute. We're talking about a nuclear meltdown, which also, of course is playing a significant role in what's going on with OPEC and, you know, the politics of gas and fuel and our strategic energy reserves. Okay, if you know, uh, earlier in the week, the president was down in Florida with a good bipartisan show of support between himself and Ron DeSantis. They got on stage, you know, they shook hands. Uh, At one point, I did think it was silly that Biden allowed Ron DeSantis to speak in front of the presidential podium because it was a slick snapshot, like a nice look into the future of a possible President DeSantis. And I know a lot of you might not even like Ron DeSantis if you're listening on the left. But you have to admit, it was nice to see a guy speaking in front of the presidential podium who ended a speech and then didn't take four minutes on stage figuring out which way to go afterwards. If you like Biden so much, name three of his complete sentences. Okay, the point being is I was proud of the bipartisan show of support because it's needed. Okay, what's going on right now with this OPEC deal, with this gas situation, okay? And, you know, I'm down here in, like, real oil country. Like We're in Oklahoma. We're in the 918. This is, this is serious. And, you know, what I always try to emphasize on this show is that, You know, politics for the sake of politics 
it really kills this country sometimes. It really sets us back as a people. And what I mean by that is a lot of times politicians in this never-ending struggle for power find value in picking fights where there should be none. And what I mean by that, I could start big, border security, okay? Both political parties under George W. Bush and under Barack Obama voted for border wall funding. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. But the point is, stick with me. They both voted for border wall funding. Why? Because it was in the best interest of the country. It's the front door of the house. You just want to know who's coming in or out of the front door. And yes, you'd like to minimize the influence that the cartel has when it comes to human trafficking and, of course, smuggling fentanyl into the country at a level in which it's become the number one killer of American adults. Okay, not a good situation, something that should not have a party line in the middle of it because we're all dying from the fentanyl. Okay, we're all suffering the after effects of what this, you know, immigration burden is doing to our system because these are not people coming here legally. They're people coming here illegally, which means ultimately all of the services they're provided with wind up getting handed to you and me in the form of more taxes. Just hold on to your pocketbook. They just put a lien on your money, your savings and your retirement. So you understand it would be in the best interests of all of us to actually secure the border. It's not Republican or Democrat, but because... In the year 2016, in the era of identity politics, Donald Trump came down the escalator and said, build a wall. Understand, okay, Democrats had voted for a border wall under Barack Obama. They had voted for a border wall under George W. Bush. Then Trump came down the escalator and was like, hey, we got to build a wall. And they were like, who's this racist? We should be building bridges, not walls. That's just how white folks will do you. And that's how they did him. And something that was a basic common cause interest of this country turned into a battlefront. Okay, no different when it comes to fuel prices and all this cr- climate craziness and green energy, which, of course, it's only called green energy because you've got to be smoking something green to think it's a good idea. But stick with me, okay? Our strategic energy reserves are being depleted right now in a way that puts us at a huge disadvantage If, in fact, we were, in fact, to enter a war or suffer some type of a setback at our refineries from Mother Nature. And if you're listening on the left, from birthing person nature. Okay, let's say birthing person nature throws a fit, hits a refinery with a storm. Now we're knocked out of capacity. Traditionally, we would go to our strategic petroleum reserves. But in this instance, we have decimated them, okay, by nearly 50% in some areas. Biden sucks. And we didn't decimate them because of a storm. We didn't decimate them because of a war, which is what they're meant for. We decimated them because of low poll numbers. So they wanted to go out, okay, and offset the political damage being done by rising gas costs. So you understand it wasn't even you. It wasn't even your plight at the pump that got them to pay attention. It was their own poll numbers taking a dip that actually got them involved. But knowing that to be the case, we as Americans are all hanging in the balance right now. This is our national security. When Biden went to OPEC, you know, and said, you know, you guys got to boost production and he fist bumped Prince Mohammed bin Salman. Okay, he was there begging for a country to help us with our energy crisis at a time when we as ourselves as a country are beyond capable, you understand, of being energy independent. That's stupid. Use your common sense. So you understand the solution to our problem right now is the same solution it was before we got into this mess, okay? Having our natural ability 
to produce fossil fuels in this country, oh, by the way, 42% cleaner than anybody else does in the world, is in the best interest of every single American. But because politics for the sake of politics, picking a fight for the sake of picking a fight, is so viable in Washington, D.C., we're now living in a moment where we're easing restrictions on Venezuela so they can ramp up production to help us out. You know, we're begging OPEC, which basically gave us the middle finger in return. But we're doing all of this knowing we won't just boost production here simply because. Well, the Republicans want us to, so no, no, I'm not doing it. And what's happening now? The, ga- the price of gas is starting to go back up. It was artificially lowered because we didn't address the need of supply and demand. And now politics for the sake of politics is putting us all in a perilous position. Understand, when the pandemic hit in 2020 and you were all going home to watch Tiger King and learn how to cook and make flash mobs, things, TikTok videos. Oh, my cat's going to be a celebrity now. So crazy. TikTok has really turned half the country into a window hooker in Amsterdam. You know, when you go to Amsterdam, there's just like women in the window like, hey, come look at my show. Okay, that's TikTok. It's just everybody standing around trying to attract you to their show. Hey, I'm lip syncing the grease. <laughs> my cat's got sunglasses on. You want to see me break dance? Like that's, that's stupid. I mean, there's never been a dumber time to be alive. I do believe aliens came here and they looked around and they were like, nope. <laughs> E.T.'s not even phoning home. He is calling a lift and he's getting out of here because these people are crazy. Okay, E.T. can't even risk a dropped call. He is just leaving. Okay, because we're nuts. But you understand, everybody is such a prisoner of the moment now because politics have descended into the ultimate team sport. Democrats root for Democrats. Republicans oftentimes root for Republicans. Not enough people are rooting for America. And that's what I'm trying to do with this show is I'm trying to get people to understand, yo, we're all on the same team. Everybody loses that in the fog of, you know, political pugilism. It's, well, we just got to beat the Republicans if we get the Democrats out of here. But we're getting dressed in the same American locker room. We're all in the same locker room now, guys. Guys and girls. <laughs> we all identify as one locker room, okay? So we might as well do it politically, too. Because as the country goes, we go. And this never-ending fight for power has us in a really destitute spot. Because I was mentioning this earlier. When the pandemic kicked off and everybody was at home and the price of oil was down to $20 a barrel... Donald Trump said, hey, we should replenish our strategic petroleum reserves. It'll never be this cheap again. And knowing that would be for the benefit of all Americans. Hey, we're going to use oil again someday. Let's buy it now on the cheap. Understand, everybody on the left, this was led by Chuck Schumer at the time up where I'm from in New York, is he's giving a bailout to big oil at a time when Americans are suffering from the pandemic. Donald Trump hooking up his rich friends. That was Chuck Schumer, an out-and-out clown. Okay, because understand, Chuck Schumer knew at the time that $20 a barrel for oil was unprecedented. He knew at the time the price could only go up when society reopened someday. So politics for the sake of politics is what kept us from making a deal that we're now trying to make at 88 Dollars, $88 a barrel. Do you understand? 88. Okay, we had a chance to replenish the whole strategic petroleum reserve at $20 a barrel. Okay, the same Democrats who said you shouldn't do it at $20 a barrel are now turning around with a straight face telling you we have to replenish it at $88 a barrel. Democrats are so full of crap. And this is why we can't have nice things. Hey, 
Mr. Gasoline Man, give a loan to me. I'm not wealthy, and there is no way I'm paying you. Hey, Mr. Gasoline Man, throw a bone to me. Prices go up every morning, and I'm totally screwed. Though I know Biden's a liar, his head is in the sand. Doesn't have a plan. Blames everyone he can, but he's the problem. And Kamala confuses me. Her brain is so empty. They push green energy. It is plain for all to see that they're both clueless. Hey, Mr. Gasoline Man, give a loan to me. I'm not wealthy, and there is no way I'm paying you. Gasoline man, throw a bone to me. Prices go up every morning, and I'm totally screwed. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America, the main man Jimmy Fallon. Hanging out down in Tulsa, but right now we got to travel up to Clarion, Pennsylvania, really quickly. Brian is on the line. Hey, girl. Hey, how are you? Do you have your white cowboy boots on? Oh, you bet I do, Snookums. Now you listen Ow! here, Brian. No, you but you listen here. I'm down in Tulsa. We're doing it right. We have a minute. Okay. We are a minute out from a commercial All right, break. Here it is, real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, potassium iodide is a radiation blocking drug for the thyroid. I wanted to comment. You talked mm-hmm. about the government buying yeah, drugs. Buying drug. uh-huh. The problem is the problem is municipalities do not have enough supply for the populace. And it's not, not just for nuclear war, but mm-hmm. let's say there's an accident on the highway with waste mm-hmm. or there's mm-hmm. a power plant that something happens. Your mm-hmm. viewers can go to anbex.com, A-N-B-E-X, and get all the information about potassium iodide. And wow. this is something that um, I'm a I'm a board certified naturopath, a dude, dude, doctor of natural. Let me just because I don't, I don't want to lose you in the last ten seconds, Brian. The fact that you were willing to share this is much appreciated. Usually, my callers share recipes on how to cook meth. This was big progress for the entire audience. Take a bow. We're back after this. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. And we are fired up to be doing the show today live from 1023 KRMG, Tulsa's News and Talk, down here in beautiful Tulsa, Oklahoma, Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon, lacing him up for a big hour, an embarrassment of radio riches, if you will, Florida Congresswoman Kat Kamek. A human happy hour, if ever there was one. She's going to be stopping by from the 3rd Congressional District to talk Biden's borders and other disasters. It's, of course, a Friday, so we wanted to start the hour on something light. So we're talking about nuclear war. That was... Um, 888-788-9910. You know the rules are the same every day on this show. Okay, it is an all-skate. Remember when you were a little kid? You went to the roller rink. 
you know, they would have like, just the boys, just the girls. Well, they can't do that anymore because there's too many genders. Like, just the theys, just the thems, just the nine binary cisgender, you know, like, all right, already. So you just have to have an all skate. Everybody's welcome to skate. And that's the way it works on our show. You could be a Republican, you could be a Democrat, you could be a Libertarian. I don't care, man. Just don't be a That is all we ask. So happy Friday. Take two. Uh, we were talking in the earlier uh, beginnings of the show today about Joe Biden's comments that the United States is as close to a nuclear Armageddon as it has been since 1962. Okay, those were the president's comments. That can't be good. It's never good. Okay, nuclear Armageddon, nobody's friend. I'm telling you because I care. We took some calls on it. You're welcome to weigh in. My basic premise was we should be doing everything we can to just end the conflict in Ukraine one way or the other because, number one, it's bleeding us dry financially. Number two, we have so many domestic problems we should be prioritizing in this moment, you know, that the idea that we might stumble into a nuclear standoff in Ukraine, which benefits nobody anyway, in this instance benefits us the least because we're financing the whole thing. So it's like, oh, great. You mean we get to end the world and pay the bill? I got to be honest with you, person who drew up this plan. What would you do with a brain if you had one? I don't think the person behind that type of approach had a brain is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Now, the president of the United States, the guy who's supposed to be in charge, is heading down to Hagerstown, Maryland today uh, for another event. They have him out on like the pretend campaign trail. And what I mean by that is, you know, the midterms, about 33 days away. President Biden is not campaigning with just about anybody. Okay, traditionally, the incumbent president in midterm, you want him to come rolling in. It's, you know, big showbiz. You get the the motorcade, the jet, all the Secret Service. He endorses the candidate and everybody's like, woo, we're going to win this race. But in this instance, Joe Biden comes to town and you say, we're going to win this race. Wrong. You're probably going to lose. Okay, the guy is polling behind ISIS right now. So like 39 percent. It's not pretty. So Biden's out there doing a lot of forward facing events to try to create the perception that this is working, that he's on top of things. Joe Biden, he's got this. He's got a brain like a steel trap. And then he starts talking to dead people who aren't even in the room. Uh, So my basic basic approach to this Ukraine situation is one, economically, there's just nothing in it for us. I don't know that there's anything in it for us, you know, from a health standpoint when it comes to nuclear conflict. But the third one, and I think this is actually the biggest one, is I don't have any faith in the people leading this country right now. Okay, and I don't like saying that. I'm a guy who roots for America really hard. You know, I need a rising tide to lift all boats. I don't bring a lot to the table intellectually. So I need America to do well so I can do well in it. I'm not one of these guys that's going to be able to get by if the whole thing goes to hell. You know, that's the problem. But you can have differentiating opinions. You're welcome to share them. 888-788-9910. Steve is in Hagerstown, Maryland, eagerly awaiting the president with open arms, as Journey once sang. Yo, Steve. From one fat boy to another, I called a couple weeks ago about the uh, the, the student loan program. Yes, yes, so yes, we were my man. Comparing belt sizes, but <laughs> I don't know what happened to those Zanzibar slacks that we used to be able to get. But I'm kind of hurt right now. <laughs> I, but, uh, I, used, yeah. I used to I hold on really quick while you talking about pants, and we'll get into the end of the world. I used to wear pants called Smiths. They had an elastic waistband and a stripe down the side, and they were like pretend pants for fat kids. Did you ever get to that point? No, when I was young, I wasn't fat, but now I'm certainly, you know, hefty, hefty, tin sack size. So, no, I was skinny when I was young. It wasn't until I 
where I got older and got on meds, and I just like ballooned up to another person. So I'm carrying <laughs> around another person. Steve is in his fat Elvis phase. So you're telling me you're wearing rhinestone jumpsuits now? Not yet, not yet, but you know, <laughs> right. it's not too far away. But <laughs> okay. Now, Mr. Mr. Biden is like about 15 minutes from me here, and they said in the on the newspaper yesterday uh, they weren't sure where he was going to be or when he was going to be there. And I thought, well, that's funny. He doesn't know where he's going to be or when he's going to be there. <laughs> so he's just about as you know in the dark as the newspaper is. But, yeah, he's at the Volvo plant, apparently, in Hagerstown. Okay. So, uh, you know, I don't know why he would come here. This is a blood-red city. Mm-hmm. There's no way that, you know, people are going to vote for him here. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I just – What they're doing right now – but, but mm-hmm. Pardon? No, I was going to tell you that what they're doing between now and the midterms, it's kind of like a confidence scheme. They're getting out with a straight face and telling everybody it's working, it's going great. You know, this is why we need, you know, to keep control of the Senate and the House. It's because the Republicans won't work with us, and that's why we didn't get anything done. But the truth is they control everything. They control all three branches, so they don't actually need the Republicans for anything. You know, the Democrats are the reason the country's in the situation that it's in. But rather than owning that, he just gets out there and yells about Republican obstruction. You know, MAGA, ultra MAGA, mega MAGA, can't believe it's not MAGA, that whole thing. So that's why I think he's in Hagerstown, is I think he's trying to convince people like you that it's going well, he's popular, look at this crowd, and uh, we got this. And then, of course, you know, he wanders off stage and it takes him nine minutes to figure out which way he's going, which isn't the strong closer that they think it is. Aren't you surprised, Steve, that they don't have a coordinator that just gets him where he needs to be? Well, I mean, I think... I I commented to my wife yesterday. I said, you know, he's the only president. Nobody's ever pointed this out. He's the only president that has his wife accompany him everywhere. So, you know, if anybody criticizes his ability to function, that would be the first, you know, tip-off. Why does your wife have to accompany you? I know that they have the nuclear football that's got to be accompanying him, but is is she the one that carries the diapers around? What is is her function? Or does Um, she have the cue cards, the little three-by-five cards? Because it's, it's incredible. I, I mean, it really is. It's and hard he's to watch. probably going to go to Volvo and tell him how he drove an 18-wheeler and how he wrote the song Convoy years ago. I mean, that's the kind of crap that he'll come up with. It, it is unbelievable. It's not pretty. It just, you know, and a lot of people didn't know he was going to be here, but, but somebody told me today, they said they went to the store and – they couldn't. They were out of back ordered on diapers, and nobody could find the Mister Softy trucks. So that was one clue that he was in town. But I mean, honest to God, of Hagerstown of all places to come. Yeah, I mean, it's just incredible that they mm. would pick Hagerstown. I, I just, you know, I mean, yeah. Well, it's it's Friday. It's it's a quick flight to Delaware. You've got to think about these other, you know, these other considerations. I don't think politics was the consideration. They got to get him back to Delaware. They built a wall around his compound. Isn't that funny that we can't have a border yeah. wall, but they built one? But uh, yeah. t- to be clear, that's not that that wall is not there to keep people from getting in. It's to keep him from getting out. They don't want him to get lost out there. Right. Hey, I had just one little thing for you to, you know, when you do the segments on uh, on Hunter Biden, uh-huh. my son was pointing out to me a couple weeks ago. He said, "Why doesn't Jimmy lead into that segment with the Kansas song, Carry On My Wayward Son?" Wouldn't that be a perfect lead-in? <laughs> I, I mean, honest to God, song. that'd be great. But then you might have to pay Kansas for using their song. I now I got to play royalties. I mean, honestly, if you think about Hunter's nightlife, he's more of a dust in the wind guy when it comes to that white powder. That's great. But tell your son, I like where his head's at. Steve, let's do it again, brother. We'll do it soon. Okay, bud. Be well. Thank you. Of course. There he goes. A great call from Stephen Hagerstown, Maryland. His son is now the musical director of the show. I mean, but this works for me. I don't mind the suggestions. The whole point of Fox Across America is like, I'm not the star of the show. We are. 
okay? Uh, you know, Fox gave me this platform, a regular guy who spent, you know, most of his adult life driving a taxi in New York City. So we could just come share our views and talk with the candor of people who are never going to see each other again. Because that's how it works when you're driving a cab. You know, people get in and they think they're never going to see you again. So they just dump their conspiracy theories on you, their pork chop recipes, anything in between. They tell you about their love life. But here's a newsflash. Sometimes you do see them again, and it's really awkward. <laughs> like, well, good morning, cowboy. <laughs> How'd it go last night? Were you back in the saddle? You know, people tell you all kinds of wild stuff. But the point of the show is when it comes to politics, when it comes to, you know, America, it's really just a place where anybody can pipe in with whatever their theories have happen to be, whether they're critiques of the country or me or anything in between, uh, because we need more of this. I think what really went wrong in our country, it drives me crazy, and I just I refuse to be a part of it as a broadcaster with a big platform, is we have been disagreeing over the same political issues for as long as we've been alive. What's changed is the way that we actually disagree about them he's a lousy dad but he's right i mean really think about it you know we've always you know had differentiating views on immigration and you know things like abortion stuff like that but nowadays it's become so important to not just disagree but to try to eliminate dissent meaning this guy shared a thought i don't like i want him banned from twitter it's got to be censored. This is going to lead to violence. Can't. What do you mean? And it, it's it's not enough to, you know, you can't say like, we agree to disagree. That was a phrase back in the day. We agree to disagree and we just move on and go get a beer. Now you can't agree to disagree. Okay, if you disagree, they want you dead, man. They want you banned. So I'm trying to be one of the few conversational ports in the storm where you can just call up and disagree. Hey, get me on the phone. Hey, fatso, you know, I heard what you said about the war. I'm not with it. By the way, you need to go to the gym. I don't take it personally. You'll never be as harsh as the voices in my head. But that's the point of the show is we've got to get politics back to a place where the things that affect all of us, okay, are worth prioritizing on behalf of all of us instead of one political party. You know, and when you hear Steve telling jokes – which are basically coping mechanisms for all of us. Nobody wants to live in a country where you've got a president who quits talking in the middle of a sentence because he's done. This man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup. But that's where we find ourselves. And when you're in this position with a you know doddering old man of a president, just lies a lot, contradicts himself constantly, He's got his vice president who just – I don't even know how to describe her anymore. You know, she really does talk in public, you know, with the lack of confidence of, you know, like a stoned kid who comes home and runs into his parents but didn't expect to. You know, so it's like a really awkward conversation. Oh, my gosh, you guys live here? Like, yeah, it's we're your parents. We've lived, we raised you here. <laughs> but the stoner thinks that was a good question or, you know, a good point to make. That's Kamala every time she gets in front of a microphone and speaks in endless redundancies. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. <laughs> but we laugh at these things on this show, not because we want to say like, hey, you Democrats who voted for this guy, screw you. It's your fault. No, we just want everybody to acknowledge, you know, that it's not a good place for any of us. When political infighting has gotten us to a spot where we elected a president without anyone doing their due diligence in the media. Remember, Joe Biden didn't run for president in 2020. The media did. Joe Biden was home. There were more Elvis sightings in the summer of 2020 than there were Joe Biden sightings. He was not out at all. 
on the off chance that he did get out, they put him in front of a Zoom microphone. It never ended good. Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black? And they'd be like, all right, that's enough for him. Get back downstairs. We'll, we'll do some campaigning on MSNBC. We'll get on CNN. We'll tell everybody he's the best president ever. CNN is the worst. They are. Okay, but Joe Biden's right up there with him in terms of competence, in terms of his capacity to do the job. And as Americans, if you hear us joking about it on the show, you have to understand I'm not joking because I'm a Republican. I'm joking because I'm an American. I have seen presidents get in front of the White House and use all kinds of props. Trump used to bring out, you know, pictures of things he did and weather maps that he might have even drawn on. You know, Trump was, you know, he was a big production guy. Okay, but I've never seen a president get in front of a podium with a Ouija board for all intents and purposes and start talking to the dead like Biden did. It's the horror film that's ruining the country. Joe Biden stars in The 46th Sense. I see dead people. Our 46th president has lost his mind, and he's communicating with the dead. Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? And if that weren't scary enough, his stupid staffers thinks it's fine. That is not an unusual, uh, unusual scenario there. Democrats have always had spending problems, but this senile senior is sending a stack of dead presidents... To dead people. They're going to be getting checks in the mail that are consequential this week. The 46th Sense. Pay them more, more. Now playing at the White House and coming soon to a 25th Amendment near you. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon broadcasting live in Tulsa, Oklahoma today. This is a kick-ass town, by the way. I'm just patently blown away by just the overall quality of everything. I'm going to be at the Cape Brewing Company later, uh, keeping that winning streak alive. Uh, it's a 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock meet and greet. If you happen to be in the Tulsa area, come by, hang out with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. You'll never feel better about your own drinking problems than you will if you hang around a radio crowd for a couple of hours. The people who work in radio, wow, wow. I'm not saying they're Bob Marley, but they're at least, you know, one of the whalers. Uh, this is a wild party town. I do love it down here. So come out to the Cape Brewing Company. Tomorrow we're in Enid, Oklahoma, at the Chisholm Trail Expo Center doing some stand-up. So you're certainly welcome to get tickets for that at Ticketstorm.com. Joining us now on the line really quick, somebody who did meet me. She was at one of our killer meet and greets at the Spanked Puppy of all places up in Vermont, Randy joins us now from Richmond, Vermont. Yo, Randy. Hey, Jimmy. Just want to tell you we missed you yesterday, and oh. uh, we appreciate your voice, and I hope you're having fun in Oklahoma. I wanted to talk to you today about Biden being out on the campaign trail and then putting him out there and making America feel like everything is okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> it's and a mess. So, having a degree in communication and journalism experience, I cannot believe that the media, except for people like Peter Ducey and a few others that don't challenge the lies and the false narrative that these people are putting out. If I was a journalist, I would have a duffel bag of challenge flags. And every time they open their trap, I'd be throwing one. (laughs) (laughs) You'd need like Tommy John surgery. You know how those pitchers throw so many pitches, they eventually need surgery? There are so many challenge flags to throw. Like uh, we'd have to have an innings limit. We'd have to bring in a reliever to throw the flags for you. But this is what I think is going to happen, Randy, really quick. 
I think what's when, when this is a prediction when the midterms are over because the Democrats are going to lose the House. OK, the Senate's going to be close. Mm-hmm. I, I think they'd lose both. But at, ver- at the least, they're going to lose the House once it becomes established that, that Biden's not going to run, meaning they know it now, but it'll take a midterm defeat for them to acknowledge it. Then the media will start to, on a small scale, put his feet to the fire because they need to distance themselves from the unpopular thing. Right now, they're still trying one last ditch attempt at making him popular. But I don't think it's working. Do you? No, but I just feel like we need a few more people like yourself and Peter Ducey and other journalists to really – uh, bring this information to the forefront before the midterms. No, it would be if nice. If we even have midterms. I mean, maybe they won't even happen. But um, <laughs> if that's – I mean, people yeah. really need to know because there's a lot of people out there still that have no clue. Yeah, well, listen, man. Uh, a lot of uh, people are voting just blindly along party lines, Democrat, good, mm-hmm. Republican, bad, vice versa. But if you were to take a step back from politics and just look at the quality of life in America and how it's fallen off a cliff under this guy, then there's just mm-hmm. no case to vote Democrat. And when they try to say, well, because the Republicans won't work with me, it's like, dude, you're in charge of everything. You don't need the Republicans. They have all the majorities. So they're just trying to hand the bill to the rest of us for what they've screwed up. Um, listen, I don't think we need more me's and Peter Ducey's. The world can't stand such nice hair, uh, but we need more Randy's. So feel free to clone yourself, girlfriend, and have the best weekend. Donald Trump's presidency is over, but for millions of Americans who devoted their entire lives to bashing him, the battle is just getting started. My car won't start, friggin' Trump. The Ex-President Hotline helps you find a way to move on with your life. Ex-President Hotline. He's destroying this country and he deserves to be in jail. He's not in office anymore, ma'am. Take a deep breath. Don't mansplain to me. Hating a president is a good way to avoid your own problems. Unfortunately, presidents go away, but your problems don't. Where's the tow truck? Probably stuck in traffic because of Trump. The Ex-President Hotline. Giving millions of Americans an outlet they can vote for. Thank you for holding. I understand you're calling because you're still upset about Barack Obama. I would say he's incompetent, but I don't want to do that because that's not nice. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, broadcasting from the legendary studios of 102.3 KRMG, Tulsa's News and Talk down here in the 918, as the kids say, of Tulsa, Oklahoma, living our best American lives. I was playing you the ex-president complaint hotline there because the Democratic midterm message between now and Election Day is just uh, MAGA, uh, Orange Man bad, you know, stuff like that. January 6th. Uh, I got to be honest with you. As a guy who really cares about the country, every time I hear Biden talk about MAGA, he's really hearkening back to a better time in our country. And the reason I say that, understand, is because inflation wasn't at 8.3% under MAGA, okay? The fentanyl death crisis ensuing at our southern border wasn't there under MAGA, okay? You could put gas in your car without taking out a side job. Okay, under MAGA, we're in a different place now and yelling about the last president isn't going to get the average American to overlook just the ineptitude If politics is football. 
Biden has been a butt fumble. Do you remember that iconic blooper the New York Jets got into with Mark Sanchez's quarterback? And that's why the one thing you'll hear enough about during between now and the midterms is Donald Trump is out there campaigning with cab with candidates because they want to campaign with the guy. His policies are popular. Joe Biden, by and large, is out there campaigning for himself because nobody wants to be seen with the guy. It's kind of a mess. Uh, and joining me now is someone who can attest to all of it. She's a superstar, GOP gubernatorial candidate in the great state of Michigan. Tudor Dixon is on the line. Hello, hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Isn't it? Well, it's, it's, it's kind of a big deal. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. Uh, what I wanted to say is, isn't it kind of weird that nobody wants to campaign with Biden? Well, nobody except for Gretchen Whitmer for some reason. Yeah, thank you. When he came to Michigan, she held hands with him. I know, well, she would, to be clear, she was just help showing him around because he does get lost. <laughs> Holding him up. Yeah. Um, but it's so bizarre because you do have an opponent that is, you know, willingly signing off on so many things that we know have been detrimental, whether you're talking about small children, you know, children getting an education or small businesses actually just turn, making a living. Uh, Gretchen Whitmer has kind of been in the way of all of that, hasn't she? Absolutely. And I heard you talking about President Trump. And, you know, that's one thing that there you see President Biden saying all the time, you know, trying to trash anybody who has spent any time around a mega Republican, as you said. Mm -hmm. But interestingly, I had someone yesterday say to me, you know what, I may not have loved his tweets. But when he said something, it happened. And when he said he was going to build a wall, he built a wall. When Gretchen Whitmer said she was going to fix the damn roads, nothing happened. (laughs) And that's what's meaningful to me for a leader. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Uh, I mean, you're up there in Michigan. Gretchen Whitmer, if Joe Biden was rooting for Ohio State, I think she'd co-sign. And that's not popular in Michigan. (laughs) No, yes, exactly. Well, no, she's but she's doing everything a little bit more radical than Joe Biden. So I think that's what people need to understand. And that means that she's trying to be president of the United States. So she has a radical education policy. She kept kids out of school for almost longer than any other state and still has not done anything to catch her kids back up and is clearly very close to the unions. And even when we've had this sex and gender talk in schools, refuses to say anything about it. She has come out in support of defund the police. We know how that's gone. We see that in the state of Michigan with a 30 percent rise in homicides. And she has also said she wants to shut down our pipeline. She's got a lawsuit out there trying to shut down the pipeline in Michigan. Even Joe Biden has said, no, no, Gretchen, you can't shut down this pipeline. That would be a bad idea. She's still trying to shut down the pipeline. Even Justin Trudeau has said, no, you can't shut down this pipeline. When you are farther left than Justin Trudeau on the environment, (laughs) you are a complete radical. Yeah, it's a, it's a bad place to be. Well, you make a good point. Tudor Dixon is on the line. She's your GOP uh, nominee for governor in the great state of Michigan. I'm always fascinated at the attempts to paint the people on the right as the radicals in this debate. You know, for instance, OK, you're a person who doesn't want kindergarten kids going to drag shows. Now, where I'm from, that doesn't make you a radical like the person taking them traditionally would be the radical. No. Exactly. And I have so many people saying to me, how did we get here? How did we get to the point where we're arguing about whether or not we can talk to kindergartners about sex? Yeah, it's it's bananas. This was not this is not supposed to be a rational thing. But but that's where we are now. I mean, I'm at the point where I know they're expanding the IRS and I've been audited a lot. So I'm going to start listing listing my job application as a children's trans stripper. So the IRS lays off me. They're like, guys, it's one of us. He's he's on the he's on the inside. Dixon. Mm-hmm. 
This is genuinely a concern when you have more of a focus on this than you do on the fact that in Michigan, we had 60% of our, nearly 60% of our third graders fail their reading and writing exams this past year. If you have that large of a failure from kindergarten to third grade, your kids are not learning that basic function of how to read. How could you possibly argue over whether or not they should be learning about sex orientation and gender identity theory in kindergarten? It's crazy. And, and you know as well as I that little kids, okay, we've all been one. Okay, when you're five years old, you're going through such a fluid stage of your development, your favorite shows, your favorite toys, your favorite foods. The idea that we should be encouraging a five-year-old in that ever-evolving stage to make some type of a body-altering decision. I, I just think it's reckless and barbaric. I mean, it really is. I mean, because there's no, there's no world where five-year-olds should be making decisions they'll need to stand by for the rest of their lives. I mean, doesn't that basic element usually disqualify their position in a normal world? And we've seen so many of these kids come out and say, why was I allowed to make this decision even at 11 or 12 years old now that they're adults? Why would I, why mm-hmm. would somebody have said, I know that what's best for me? When we say that you can't smoke until a certain age, you can't drink until a certain age, why are we letting life-altering and, and really body-changing decisions be made at such a young age? And why are we pushing this? Why are we pushing people who say, I don't know, I think that's a bad idea? Even in the medical community, if a, if a physician comes out and says, I think this is a bad idea, then you're immediately labeled as some sort of phobic person. And people are saying, how are we here where I can't give my professional advice saying, I think this is not the right choice to be making. It's crazy. I agree. And, and, and I, there was a time, I promise you, uh, and it wasn't too long ago, where I would not have been smart enough to host a national talk show. Like, I shouldn't be considered uh, you know, eligible to do this now, but they've gotten so crazy that it's elevating my intelligence by default, you know, because these are very basic things. But I, I, they're actually making me feel overqualified. So if nothing else, the Democrats have been empowering to me. They have boosted my self-esteem. Well, I think that they have been empowering to a lot of people, and that's why you see people rising up and saying, you know what, we want to go back to the basics. We want to get our states back on track. You see people rising up to run for school board. But even when you look at the state of Michigan, I come from manufacturing. I see what's happening to the state. We are the we were the leaders at one point. Mm-hmm. We can be again, but we need to come around our manufacturers and our, our farmers and mm-hmm. be a partner rather than an enemy, and the Democrats have become an enemy of business. This is insane. They have the elitists. If you're not a a social media company, then they have no use for you. If they think that you might hurt the environment in some way, they have no use for you. They don't understand that those are the people that are the innovators that are creating the new ways to continue manufacturing in a cleaner and, and more efficient ways every single day. That's happening in the United States. It's not happening in China. You know what, cars and and farm equipment and tractors and and all of all of the big trucks we see on the road, they're not going away. We don't want to be reliant on China to make them all. We want to be able to keep industries here, but we have to partner with them and understand that they want to be safe too. We also have to make sure our cities are safe. This idea of you know what, if you are a violent criminal, you should just we should forgive you. This is we have to protect our cities. We have to make sure that there are true punishments. We have to be tough on crime, and we have to make sure that our kids have an education. You cannot rob your your future of an education. It's outrageous to think that. 
Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it, it is. It's a wild time to be alive. So, listen, we're counting on you to save the world. No pressure, Tudor Dixon. <laughs> Let's start with Michigan. Yeah, if you could start with Michigan. I mean, if you listen, I, I do think you could save the state. But if you could actually save the Detroit Lions, I think, you know, you would be revered for centuries to come. <laughs> but I, I think we got to crawl before we walk here is what you're saying. I know. Seriously. Get, let's not get out of control. But <laughs> I, I would love for, for people to help out. Visit us at TudorDixon.com. If you can help us, we would we will we will work our hardest possible to serve you. My lieutenant governor is amazing, so he and I together will take our state back and serve you well. I got faith, Tudor Dixon. This was this was so much fun. I appreciate your time today. Keep fighting the good fight, all right? Yes, thank you so much for having me. I hope I can come back. Okay, yeah, we'll do it again. No, if this is American Idol, like you're getting sent to Vegas now for round two, so work on a song routine, okay? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. You, we'll I see you soon. Thank you. Sing. You're the best. Okay, <laughs> Tudor Dixon. Uh, she's not going to sing, uh, but she just might save the state of Michigan. It's such a mess out there because the bigger point she makes is that all of these big government policies are just in the way of a little guy. You know, the whole point of fighting a revolutionary war. And again, I'm not calling for a war or a revolt or anything. I don't have the energy. That sounds exhausting. Like if somebody makes an app, I'm down for revolution all day. If you could put an app on my phone and I could just revolt from the couch, like I'm there. Okay, but the point is we went to war with the British as 55-point underdogs in Vegas. Nobody bet America to win that game. We had the biggest underdog upset in the history of the world. And we won the game because we wanted freedom. We wanted government out of our lives. The problem is when the big government gets in the way, you know, the old Ronald Reagan line, you know, the scariest words in the English language, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. It's true. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. And he knew that because the bureaucracy is oftentimes throwing regulations into the way of small businesses that make it infinitely harder for them to just hire and operate and flourish. And then when it comes to our manufacturing base, the government and it's, you know, save the world climate ideology is selling out our manufacturing base to China at a time when all we do in this country is fight about pretend oppression. China is the biggest human rights abuser on the planet. And we're like, I know what we'll do. We'll have them make our solar panels because we're the good people. But do you understand every one of these electric vehicles is powered by what coal? They don't plug it into the sun when they charge it. They don't plug it into the wind. Okay, and that's a good thing. You can't count on the sun every day. Contrary to what Annie once sang, the sun will not always come out tomorrow. Annie, good girl, terrible weather person. She would get it wrong like 60% of the time, especially if you lived in Seattle. The sun never comes out. The homeless people come out. But again, that's another byproduct of big government subsidizing the bad and getting in the way of the good, which is why somebody like Tudor Dixon, who just wants to slash regulation and let you get back to living your life, really is the answer in Michigan. Hopefully the people out there get their heads out of their butts and stop doing the Whitmer thing because every state finds itself in this same predicament, okay? It's the fork in the road of victorhood versus victimhood. That's the political divide of our times. Victorhood. You can do it. It's the greatest country in the world. Victimhood. Now the deck is stacked. The rich have the advantages. Everybody's a racist. Let the government cut you a check. And that's what's going on right now in our politics, okay? America is America because people want to achieve you know, it's the land of opportunity. People migrate here from all over the world because they want to get rich. They don't want to be told the rich are the bad guys. They just want to join them. Okay, you think when we were little kids, there was a show called Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous with Robin Leach. 
and he'd show you some guy's boat and, you know, all the dancing girls and the big champagne. And you're like, wow, imagine doing that. But in the modern democratic worldview, okay, lifestyles of the rich and famous would be like a, a, a put-down show. Like, how dare this person? Check your privilege. What do you mean you're having a good time? Like, the Democrats have become the fun police, which is psychotic because they wanted to defund the real police. You're absolutely right. Back after this. Common sense from a not-so-sensible man. It's the compassion. It's the, it's the dignity. It's the wisdom. It's the, it's the horse sense of the guy that gets you. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. If you're having trouble sleeping, ask your doctor about Bidenica, the sleep aid made from 100% Joe Biden press conference. The best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway. Bidenica has a patented blend of confusion and forgetfulness that will calm the most overactive brains. COVID has taken this year, just since the outbreak, it's taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just, it's, I mean, you think about it. When they sold out American jobs and killed the Keystone Pipeline, it kept me up all night worrying about how we pay our bills. But then I got Bidenica, and I've never slept better. Sometimes when I get hopped up on sugar, my parents give me Bidenica so I pass out. Other times they give it to me during the day, probably so they can do the deed. Gross. Warning. People who have used Bidenica have experienced rapid lying and an inability to secure the southern border. Others have hallucinated and fought breakfast cereals. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Ask your doctor if Bidenica is right for you. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, and we just had another dandy out on the campaign trail from President Biden, uh, who ran into a little bit of a math snafu. Josh, take it away. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. Made in America. (laughs) Let me start off with two words. Made in America. (laughs) Biden's lost his marbles. I don't know that he ever had them, but it's it just never ends. People always ask. Okay, I'm down in Oklahoma, man. I'm in KRMG. We're doing a meet and greet at the Cape Brewing Company after the show today. If you're in the Tulsa area, if you're in the 918, come hang out. If you're a little further out, we're going to be in Enid, Oklahoma tomorrow night. It's the Chisholm Trail Expo Center. You can get tickets at Ticketstorm.com. Okay, people always ask me, yo, you're doing all these live stand-up shows, Jimmy Fallon. Isn't it great having Joe Biden in office? There's so much material. Well, the truth is it's not great because there's no shelf life anymore. This guy screws up so much that a lot of, a lot of your jokes, don't, they don't have a shelf life. You know, you think about it. We had the Sixth Sense thing last week where he was talking to dead people. The week before, he was shaking hands with invisible men. Now he just told us three words, made in America, uno, dos, tres. Uh, That was not the two words he had promised. That was three words. I went to community college. I didn't really apply myself, but even I can keep up with the conversation. So he's working us harder. You know, traditionally, presidents were kind of easy to cover. Like when you think if you were covering Bill Clinton – You know, you had an easy time because most of what he was known for was the fact that he used an intern as a humidor. I believe 
that together we can make America great again. Okay, and if you were Jay Leno or David Letterman, you got away with, like, you know, two years of Monica Lewinsky jokes. We're over here on a a comedy hamster wheel just sprinting our asses off because we got a guy in office who has no idea where he is half the time. Kat Kamek, she's on her way to the show. She joins us in the next break. Stick around. We're doing the damn thing. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. And we are specifically live today from the legendary studios of 102.3 KRMG, Tulsa's News and Talk. Down here in the 918, it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon fired up for a big hour of this top-shelf radio in the bottom-feeding political world that we live in. Kat Kamek, superstar representative from the 3rd Congressional District of Florida, is going to join us. As well as young Lincoln Fala, who previews tomorrow's big game for the mighty Clark Rams 4-0, looking to improve to 5-0 on the year, and more importantly, cover the spread. Because i got to pay some bills over here. You know what I'm saying? I'm not talking to you as a dad. I'm talking to you as a betting man who needs to cash in. Inflation's at a 40-year high. Gas is on its way back up. You know, these high school football kids have to start delivering uh, when the point spread is on the line. So let's hope they do it at 888-788-9910. It's been a pretty spirited day down here. We're in Tulsa. Uh, the KRMG studios are gorgeous. They're lovely. They're spectacular. The staff is exquisite, just wonderful human beings. Uh, but we are about a block away from the hotel from Breaking Bad. Like whatever you're looking to see. Remember the Star Wars cantina? Just that, but with a little more methamphetamines. <laughs> There's just a guy just got arrested for being naked uh, moments ago. I don't even know that it was because he was naked uh, or the fact that he had a suspicious package. Uh, but stick with me because we got some radio to do at 888-788-9910. The big crime talk in general is not the Breaking Bad Hotel behind me here in Tulsa. The big crime talk is that nationally, the murder rate is up since 2020. Okay, 2020, a year in which it spiked by 30 percent. The murder rate right now, as I speak to you, has gone up even higher from there. But making this exponentially more perilous, as the kids might say is that the latest FBI crime statistics do not include the numbers from New York and Los Angeles. That is significant. Why? Because they're two of the worst-run cities in America. They're two of the cities with the highest crime rates in America. Keeping them out of the equation kind of lowers the crime rate. And I harp on the crime rate because, again, it's an issue that affects every single American. This isn't, you know, crime is not Republican. Crime is not Democrat. Okay, crime is all of us. Nobody ever mugs you and they're like, stick them up. By the way, who'd you vote for? Is a Republican? No, no, no. They just stick them up. The thing about muggers, they're not very partisan. They don't really care. It's not stick them up. Now, what's your position on climate change? They don't care. They just want your money. And in a lot of instances, they're getting your money. And, uh, you know, as a guy who actually cares, I'm very new to this. Yeah, it's a big radio show. It's on about 115 stations and you see me all over the Fox News channel. Wow, that's amazing. So cool. But I care, okay? I am new to this medium. I got into this medium as a former cab driver who actually, like, wanted to make a positive difference in people's lives. So I didn't want to just get on the air and get you mad at a political party all day. I wanted to get on the air, um, as ridiculous as I can be, 
and get everybody to prioritize like a greater good, you understand, something where everybody got ahead instead of just having one political party get the win. Because the thing is, you know, the perpetual fight for power has weakened everyone. So I'm over here trying to hold it together and we're going to keep holding. You got some big testicles to pull this off, bro. Not as big as the guy across the street who just got arrested. Uh, but let's talk about this. Okay, because the two biggest issues, whether we're talking about crime or we're talking about the border, the two biggest issues are the general lack of support for the issues themselves and the people in charge of policing them. Okay, you've heard you've heard border agents testify that they've lost operational control of three sectors of the border. You've seen people vote to cut border wall funding and obstruct border wall funding on the Democratic side of town. You've also seen people, okay, call to defund the police. Something that at one point did cut a billion dollars off of the police budget in New York, just the way they cut a billion dollars off of the police budget in California. What the hell is the world coming to? I mean, an end if you were to continue at this trajectory. So I just want to throw you some quick audio in here because what's happened is this close to the midterms, there's always an oversimplification of issues. And what that means is. We fight about it's like it's almost like a branding exercise. Like we don't actually discuss the border so much as we call like, oh, if you're Republicans and you want to close the border, you must be racist, you know, or if you're a Democrat, you must be, you know, trying to replace the electorate and change the way we vote in the future, which might even be partially true. But the nuts and bolts of the border is drugs are pouring into the country and getting people killed. Uh, people are being trafficked in inhumane conditions that have, you know, have led to some of them suffocating and dying. We've seen families drown in rivers. Okay, it's kind of a grim situation. And when you talk about the border, we shouldn't be talking about the bad names we call Republicans or Democrats. We should be talking about those bad cartels that are actually screwing up everything for everyone in this country as I'm speaking to you right now. That's the bigger issue. But we spend too much time, well, these guys are bad. Well, we got to get mad at those guys. And it's just a wreck. So all I'm going to say really quick, okay, is when it comes to the border, when it comes to crime, if you look at these issues as human beings, instead of looking at these issues as like, how can this help my party? You might actually solve the problem. Okay, but if you sit here and keep just focusing on how it can benefit you politically, you're going to be screwed. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. And in the top of this hour, okay, Kat Kamek's coming on. She's a Floridian. They're recovering from a disaster. As you know, Joe Biden was just down there visiting uh, a week ago. And uh, they also had a hurricane, so maybe two disasters. But the point is, these FBI crime statistics, and this is something Kat Kamek will talk to you about, okay, does not account for the real number. And I bring that up because when you tell that incomplete story, it has a way of getting a lot of people to be complacent. Well, I don't see this crime, so it must not be happening. You know, I'm not getting pushed in front of the train on the subway. Uh, but the fact remains, there's been a general approach to policing that's created more empathy for the bad guy, meaning the criminal, than the good guy, meaning the cop. And that's why we have all of these, you know, cashless bails and all of these woke bail reforms that are letting criminals out of jail in the name of equity. But the problem with equity is it harms the people you purport to care about. And what I mean by that is 90% of violent crimes are occur against members of the same race. So if you let out a white violent criminal, he's more likely, given the high rates of recidivism, to go out and commit that same crime again against another white person. You let out a black criminal, 
given the high rates of recidivism, very likely to get out of jail and commit that violent crime again against a member of the black community. And it goes on through Latinos and Asians and anything in between. Okay, these are not issues of equity because all you're really doing by making life easier on the criminal is making life a heck of a whole lot harder on the law abiding citizen. And that's why you have to learn to approach crime through a, you know, I don't like when people get mugged or killed or robbed. He knows what he's talking about. But somehow that became controversial. Okay, it's not controversial on this show. If you want to call in and talk to me like an adult, 888-788-9910. Two people on the world stage that weighed in this week on crime. One was Lee Zeldin. He's running for governor in New York. He was on with Sean Hannity. Uh, And he was talking about Kathy Hochul, who is, of course, the woman in New York in the governor's mansion who replaced my former governor, Hansi Andy Cuomo. Now, Hochul's approach to crime has been, you know, pretty much every other Democrat's approach to crime. Oh, it's not that bad. Get over it. It's not a big deal. All these Republicans are trying to scare people. But nobody's trying to scare people. We're not the ones filming these videos. People getting stabbed and pushed in front of subway trains and beat up and attacked. You know, we've gotten to this place where I think we see so much carnage in our daily lives that a lot of people are just immune to it. You know, and I think that's a bad thing. Social media can help amplify causes, but I think there's been so much amplification. A lot of people have just tuned it out. They're like, oh, is that someone getting pushed in front of the train? Yeah, and I saw that one. What else you got? I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) That's not supposed to be the reaction to someone getting pushed in front of the train. I mean, if you're a New Yorker, the reaction is, oh, great, now the train's going to be late. But to the rest of the world, where you're decent people who have a heart and you care, the reaction's supposed to be like, hey, man, we got to stop this stuff from happening. And that's my radio approach every day. I care. I'm new. This is exciting, but I care. So I'm trying to do this in a productive way. Don't get me wrong. I'm, you know, two or three contracts away from being just a fat monster. You guys sort it out. I'm just going to yell at Democrats for three hours a day. But right now you got that sweet spot where I'm semi-talented and I care. So we got to take advantage of it. Here is Lee Zeldin. He's on Hannity talking about people being tired of violent crime, which, to be honest with you, I don't think is a is a uh, extreme statement. But here it is. Clip 22. This governor is uh, she's not doing a good job. The state is heading in the wrong direction. They're sick and tired of rising crime, rising costs, attacks on freedom. A Mm -hmm. governor that is engaging in rampant pay to play corruption. Uh, And New Yorkers are tired of waking up day after day and reading about an EMT who is fatally stabbed on her lunch break in an unprovoked attack. And then right after that, you had a steam fitter on an L train fatally stabbed as well. I mean, come on, man. And this is a governor for the most part. They don't want to talk about it because it's a political liability. That's the big frustration. Like if you're a person who cares, the border is a political liability for the Democrats. So they don't want to talk about it. Like Kamala Harris isn't even going to an on the border restaurant. OK, despite what she might tell Lester Holt. Do you remember this clip? We are going to the border. We've been to the border. So you- this whole this whole this whole thing about the border. We've been to the border. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. I, and I haven't been to Europe. I mean, mean, come on. (laughs) We're going to the border. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. Well, I haven't been to. It's a disaster. Okay. But again, more concerned with the perception than the reality. My governor in New York, if you look around the country, okay, Chicago, Lori Lightfoot's the mayor, the total jackass. She's making TikTok videos, doing karaoke yesterday. At a time where Chicago, I mean, come on, man. Chicago is where SEAL Team 6 goes to get scared. It's a mess. 
Okay, but there's this real indifference to rising crime rates because if you're a politician, you're more concerned about yourself than you are the people. Okay, it's a lot safer for you not to talk about the border, not to talk about crime than it is to tackle it head on, which is why Lori Lightfoot was uh, on a America's Got Talent last night doing some karaoke competition. Here it is, clip 23. What is Lori Lightfoot doing? She's singing along to this, Josh? (laughs) No. Hold on. That's enough. I mean, come on, man. (laughs) That was absolutely dreadful. So that's Chicago's mayor. Okay. At a time when the murder rate is up 30% singing back up in a karaoke competition because, hey, look over here is a lot more effective, you know, 33 days from the midterms than look over there where all of this stuff is going down. So New York governor's doing the same thing. Okay, Eric Adams has, you know, 17,000 migrants in New York right now. Okay, New York with a population of $10 million with an operational budget in the trillions. Eric Adams whining that we don't have the resources. Did Eric Adams say a word when the town's down in Texas Places like Eagle Pass, okay, that have less than one-tenth of New York's population. We're getting that many migrants in a week. The answer would be no. Understand, in Eagle Pass, Texas, they've taken in 50,000 migrants in a month. Okay, we got a New York mayor who's wanting about 17,000 migrants in a year. Okay, why? Because it's becoming a political liability for them. Not worried about the migrants, not worried about the people down at the border getting overwhelmed, having their resources drained. And that's the problem with politicians. Nobody knows this better than Sandy. She is up in upstate New York. Yo, Sandy. Hey, Jimmy. Thanks for that compliment. (laughs) (laughs) I got to butter people up to get them on. Go ahead. I definitely feel that, Mm -hmm. as you do. So, um, you're a brilliant um, guest from Michigan. I stand by her. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, but and, and I feel bad for Michigan. Um, it's everywhere, though, that you feel the claws are coming. But this is America. Uncle Sam loves to put his boot where it needs to go. <laughs> seriously. Did, so, I did, whoa, whoa, whoa. is no different. Yeah. We are strong here. But mm-hmm. to hear Sen- or Mayor Adams shoot from the hip saying that they can, the migrants, they can go anywhere they want to, but they have to tell us where they want to go. We know where they can go, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, Sandy! Ooh, this is... I'm, I'm not being one of those. I'm being... I know. No, I agree with you. But you're going to get us both in trouble because you called Uncle Sam a he, and I don't think we're supposed to assume his gender anymore. Oh, Uncle is always a he uncle... in my book. <laughs> uncle, hey. Your grand, yeah, your your grandmothered in, grandfathered into this sort of thing, Sandy. I certainly am. Well, you're, no, listen, you're, you're spot on though. Your analysis is is right there. And most people, mm. it's not politics. Thanks. Most most people are past politics to see it through your lens. Go ahead. But but thank you for letting me. And I mean to interrupt you, but McAdams is a politician, mm-hmm. and you know I'm going to make my cliche: the political incorrectness that people somehow bow to. It's like, wait a minute. What were you doing on Sundays when you were a kid? You know, did you just crawl out from a rock? <laughs> well, what I was doing Jimmy, was, I'm yeah. like not happy to hear that somebody with a voice like his, yeah, has influence over like who? 
Yeah, I know. Well, if it makes you feel any better, you won't have influence for long. Like people can't tolerate, they won't live with it. So it's it went from a political issue to like a quality of life issue. And, and this, yeah, there's a lot of politicians that are heading the wrong way. A lot of power. Yeah, they do. But uh, we'll, we'll throw ours around too, girlfriend. You just stay That's focused. Right. Well, good talk. Right. We got to do it again, okay? Will do. Have a great one. You too. Miss you already, Sandy. There she goes. Sandy with some choice words. Some choice words for Eric Adams. Get him out of here. Get him out. The critics have spoken. Well, that was different. Yep, lousy, but different. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're down in Tulsa, Oklahoma, girlfriend, doing the show from KRMG Studios. We've got a live meet and greet after the show at the Cape Brewing Company. So if you're in the Tulsa area, come hang out with your radio buddy from 4 to 6. We're going to have a wild, wild time uh, where we're heading. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Young Lincoln Fallon, he will be joining us to close out the show. Uh, and Kat Kamek is coming up in the next break. But right now, their opening act is in Abilene, Texas. Yo, Doc, how you doing, man? Good afternoon, Jimmy. How you doing? It's under control. I'm down in Tulsa, and they're as rowdy as you Texans were. This isn't good for me. I think I think you're embellishing, my man. But <laughs> I'll go with it. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> if, I, there is there is no embell. The fact that I'm alive after my visits to Texas is considered like a med- medical miracle, and. Uh, <laughs> They've already started it in Tulsa. It ha- it, I'm not embellishing at all. I'm crying for help. You're supposed to be offering to rescue me, not daring these Okies to go harder. Come on, man. Whose side uh, are you on? No. Hey, they're my they're my brothers across the border, man. I spent a lot of time in Oklahoma. My wife is still active duty up there. I am a retired first sergeant. Oh why wow. Don't we talk about why don't we talk about leadership yep. and Biden and the absence of very very baseler Jimmy. I agree. This I mean, guy, I, go this, ahead. This this guy has been making – he hasn't made a rational decision by mistake yet. Every <laughs> one of his staff picks, every one of them from Mayorkas all the way to Miss Jean Pierre, who I'll put front and center because she dances like a marionette every time he opens his mouth. Uh-huh. I, I just – I can't understand how the American public can stomach this. It, it's not pretty. I think if you look at the polls, they're not stomaching. I think he's at like 39 percent. And there's a wake up call coming to Washington. And I think that's supposed to be the silver lining, Doc, is it does suck now. But I promise the movie's going to get get better. So don't go leaving the country on me. OK, great call. Cat Kamek. When we come back on the Big Bad One and Only Fox Across America. Girls send Biden to bed early because he's really old and he's senile. He makes up so much crap, the country's worried. He's lying like it's going out of style. You can't hide. Biden's life. 
It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. There is no hiding Joe Biden's lies, as the Eagles sang. Also having a little bit of a struggle today, hiding his math skills. Uh, this is the president speaking just moments ago. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. Made in America. <laughs> Made in America, uh, not to words. We have a president that is clearly not all there. It is a wild time to be alive. Uh, but joining us now on the show, is our superstar guest available, Josh? A woman who is, is all there. She is all there. You wouldn't know that from watching her TikTok videos where she dances before congressional softball games, but she's a superstar representative from the great state of Florida. Kat Kamek in the house. Hey, girl. Jimmy, dang it, I am not on that Chicom TikTok stuff. You stop spreading rumors right now. <laughs> I know. If you were on TikTok, we'd have all your personal information by now, <laughs> health stuff, everything else. Uh, no. Just, I know. If, if I were on TikTok, I would be rated a very bad citizen, according to the Chinese Communist Party, you know? That's not pretty, man. But your dancing skills would get likes. You can dance. Listen, I know that you are a guy who likes to get down in boogie. And so next time I see you, it's going to be a dance-off. I fully expect this to be, you know, broadcasted and, you know, let's raise money for charity or do something crazy. Some, say a CPAC. We're going to have a dance-off at CPAC the next time we're down at CPAC. It's a thing. It's a thing. I like it. Cat Kamek like is – yep, I love it. Cat Kamek is on the line. She's, of course, the favorite to win the next season of America's Got Issues. Uh, but no, she's <laughs> – <laughs> you know me oh too well oh, oh so well oh man what a mess it's just it's like such a wild time to be alive okay and we're getting oh. into the silly season because we're just weeks out from the midterms everybody's just kind of gone nuts i mean yeah. you're down in florida you're recovering uh from a hurricane and so first and foremost yeah. i have to ask is everybody rallying and getting it together you know actually jimmy in all seriousness it, it is um it is really truly a symphony uh, uh happening in front of our eyes mm -hmm. you know the federal the state the local officials everybody's really come together it's not a white black republican democrat thing this is an american thing mm -hmm. and everybody has really just gone all in and and that's the great thing about america when you're going down the highway and you're seeing license plates from montana and iowa and oklahoma and everywhere in between coming down with brush trucks and debris removal and tractors i mean mm -hmm. It's an all-hands-on-deck effort, and we just we know that things will never be the same down there. It is such total devastation, but the fact that we were able to come together, and heck, even Joe Biden told you know the world that, hey, Ron DeSantis, you're doing a heck of a job. How about that? that I know, I know. That seal of the president of the United States looked pretty good, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it it was of, so in front of DeSantis. Yeah, it was so funny that he let DeSantis speak in front of the presidential podium because what was so jarring is that you had a guy finish a speech in front of the presidential podium and then not get lost wandering off into the crowd. Like I have this concern, Cat Kamek, that our band that plays Hail to the Chief should be getting overtime because they're playing more renditions than usual while they go look for Biden after the speech. 
it's not just his math skill, uh, math skills that are lacking, right, Jimmy? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like hail to the chief. You used to hear it once. That was the hook, and it had some some majesty. But now it's turning into like, do you know when a band had one song, so they would put out like a, an extended mix to fill time, yeah. so you'd get like a you'd get a thirteen minute version of "Girl, You Know It's True" by Millie Vanilli because it was the only <laughs> song. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting a 13-minute hail to the chief. It wasn't supposed to be that way. That's the point. Yeah, it's the extended version with the verses that you never knew existed. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. The, the House Sin City remix. Oh, Kat, <laughs> Kat Kamek from the 3rd Congressional District of Florida. So uh, heading down towards the midterms, there's so much going on. I wanted, I wanted this, okay? Yeah. Last night, Kanye sat down with Tucker. Everybody went crazy. And... Uh, I think one of the most controversial things Kanye West does is he's pro-life, and they really hate that on the left. But isn't that kind of nuts? Oh, they really go bananas. And what's so funny about the Kanye thing is if you remember Kat Kamek, when guys were protesting the national anthem, Republicans who were critical of that, like, hey, don't you know, stand for the flag, all that thing, everybody was like, you're trying to silence a black man from voicing his opinions. But Kanye's <laughs> like, hey, I'm pro-life, and they're like, shut up, Kanye! Delete your account. Yeah. We don't want to hear from you. It's a little bit of a double standard, no? Well, I mean, you know, I'm going to have to disagree with you, Jimmy. I don't think that that's the thing that infuriates the left the most is that he's pro-life. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that infuriates the left the most about Kanye West is that he is wildly successful and that he is an independent thinker. He mm-hmm. cannot be controlled and he will not be bullied by the left. He is supposed to, as a a black man in America, as a rapper, as someone who is a fixture in pop culture, he is supposed to tout the left talking points come hell or high water. And instead, he goes out and says, you know what? All lives matter. Uh, I'm pro-life. You know, vote for Donald Trump. I mean, he does all these things not to be a contrarian, but because he genuinely believes that. And that right there is unacceptable for the left and Hollywood and mainstream media because that's what they want. They want dependency and they want control, and they get neither with Kanye West. No, they don't. You can't control Yeezy. Nobody Remember, like, uh, Dirty Dancing? Nobody puts Yeezy in a corner. You know, it used to be. (laughs) (laughs) Now, when we do our dance-off, are you going to be baby? Because I don't know if I can lift you. Let's work. <laughs> Let's work this out off the air. I'm down in like, li- listen, Cat Kamek, I'm in Tulsa. I'm doing the show from Tulsa today. So that lift is going to okay. get a little harder because all they do down here is feed you and hand you beer. It's crazy. A-, a cop stopped me on the way to the studio today. He's like, are you drinking? And I was like, no. He's like, well, here you go then. He handed me a six pack. It was crazy. <laughs> And you gleefully took it. Don't oh, stop. girl, you know, you know, I roll. <laughs> um. Does, any, does anybody care? Let me ask you this. Okay, we got this, you know, we got this oil situation working up right now where, you know, the strategic energy reserves, strategic petroleum reserves, usually there to help us with a war or, you know, heaven forbid, mother, mother nature or birthing person nature causes a storm. Um, we've kind of depleted those. And uh, we're now talking about what, you know, maybe loosening restrictions on Venezuela so they can pump more oil. But isn't that kind of exposing the fraud of the climate emergency and that Venezuela burns it filthier than we do? So if we're concerned about the cl- the climate, shouldn't we just be burning it ourselves at this point? Well, I mean that's that that again highlights the hypocrisy of this whole green new deal agenda. There's nothing green about it. It's all 
back to the whole issue of dependency and control. They want to grow the size of government, create these big government programs so that they can justify the existence of all these little swamp creature bureaucrats all over Washington, D.C. It has nothing to do with making the environment cleaner or safer, nothing whatsoever, because we know that we can produce energy in this country cleaner, more efficiently than anywhere else in the world. And, you know, you hit on the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. It is at its lowest level since 1984. For context, I was born in 1988. So in my lifetime, it has never been lower than it is now. That is insane because as we're sitting here in my home state of Florida, they're trying to clean up Hurricane Ian's absolute devastation. And what they're finding are a bunch of Teslas that ran out of energy and they've been, you know, swept up and covered up in water and the batteries have corroded. And when you try to crank them back up, they get, they, they basically light themselves on fire. And it takes nearly 2000 gallons of water to put these things out and they continue to burn at such a high heat that it's very dangerous. They're thinking, oh, okay, so Maybe it's not a good idea to have all these electric vehicles running around. Maybe there's something to this whole um, combustion energy uh, engine idea. Maybe we should be finding ways to source energy that is affordable and clean and safe. I, I, I know this is a novel idea, but the fact that we now have an administration that's willing to get its energy from Venezuela, a dictatorship that is horrible to its people, horrible uh, for the world, um, and has undermined the rule of law since the beginning, that tells you everything you need to know about this administration. They don't actually care about the environment. They don't care about human rights. It is all about the politics and the image. And they have failed on every single front. Oh, it is so true. Kat Kamink is on the line just speaking truth to power, girlfriend. Um, <laughs> did you did you think, because uh, the studio audience, I don't even know if you can hear me over the standing ovation you just got. They're cheering. They're screaming. People are weeping. Uh, it's a, a guy in a wheelchair just stood up at the end of your speech. It was incredible. Um, did, <laughs> was, was it not really quick? Just a little funny, because there's always like a piggyback, like an agenda move by the Democrats. Biden comes down to Florida. And again, we both applaud the bipartisan effort because I do think recovery is bigger than politics. But there was politics. He did mention, he's like, that this ends the debate once and for all over whether or not climate change is causing this stuff. And I don't know that it ended the debate for anybody. No, if anything, it just made everyone angry, you know. And, Mm -hmm. And I said it leading up to the visit. I said, you know, as we were preparing for this storm, Biden was spouting off about climate change and the best way to be prepared in this. This is his words. These aren't mine. This is what Biden was saying. He said the best way to be prepared for a hurricane is to get vaccinated. Now, I, that infuriates me as a Floridian, as an American, uh, as a free thinker. Um, that just that that really got to me. And so I, I repeatedly said, you know, if he comes down here to witness the hurricane recovery efforts and he starts spouting off about climate change and vaccines, He's going to experience real swift backlash. Well, I think the Floridians that heard those comments, they just kind of looked at him a little funny and said, you know, maybe it's best that you go back to Washington, (laughs) (laughs) D.C. Because you heard it from Democrats. You're hearing it from independents. They're seeing what real leadership looks like, and that's Governor Ron DeSantis. He's boots on the ground. He and his wife, Casey, they're out there supporting first responders. Mm-hmm. You know my husband's a first responder, yep. so it means a lot to have the backing of, of the governor and his team. I yep. mean, 
that's what we need. We yep. don't need the double speak. And of course, you you saw it, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. What did what did Biden say talking to the that mayor? Um, he said nobody f's with a Biden. <laughs> yeah. Give listen, me a break. Let me just say it was listen. It, at the same time, it was refreshing to see him speaking to living people instead of dead ones. So I'll take the win. <laughs> Cat Kamek, I, I, I love you with all I got. We'll do it again soon, girlfriend. There she goes. Lincoln Fela joining us to wrap it up next. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I enjoyed it. It was an unbelievably interesting experience. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We are, of course, halfway across America, down in Oklahoma, getting ready to engage in the Drinking Olympics after this live broadcast from KRMG Studios. We'll be at the Cape Brewing Company tying one on. But up north in New York, uh, another sporting event uh, taking place tomorrow where the mighty Clark Rams looking to go 5-0 and on the season. Joining us now, the man who may very well lead them to victory, number 64, the Snuggle Bear, George from Queens, Lincoln Fella. Hello, Snookums. What's up? How's New York without me? Uh, normal. Has mommy changed the locks on the house yet? Probably. Have you? What was the last time I called? The last time Lincoln was on the show and we were doing it out of town. He was like, yeah, I came home early from school and I saw the landscaper climbing out the window. <laughs> have you seen True the story? La- have you? So it is. Have you seen the landscaper climbing out the window? Not yet. Well, I told you, dude. OK, if you ever come home. And you really do see the landscaper climbing out the window. Tell him to use the front door. I don't need him falling. And then I get a claim on my homeowner's insurance. Now I got this guy shacking up with mommy. Plus, I got to pay money. You know what I'm saying? It's bad enough. Mommy's got to pay these guys to come over and put up with her. But Lincoln Fela and the Rams, you guys look good in practice. How'd we look? Uh, Pretty good. Did you watch the game film? I want to say this because I didn't get into it on the show this week back in New York. You ruined a man's life last week in your big game. The pancake. You're on the offensive line. That video. I mean, you destroyed the man's will. I've never will. played guard before either. They just put me in there for fun. They put <laughs> they put Lincoln in at offensive guard. And um, do you know in the water boy when somebody says something about Bobby Boucher's mama, so he kills them? That was it was the, just on set, and the guy didn't get up and realize, and I just walked over him. But I mean, really murdered the guy, and then he went after his family. It was like <laughs> it was like Rodney Dangerfield. I, and, I I was about to start a fight with the offensive linemen. They were really holding me. I was throwing them after each play. Yeah, I noticed you were getting double teamed on every down when you yeah. were on on the defensive line. Because I'm so tall. Uh, Lincoln is so tall. Lincoln likes to remind people because he's like seven foot three. And he just likes to randomly bring it up in conversation. Like, you know, little kids who like dinosaurs? Stegosaurus, he's got a lot of sharp tail. Triceratops, only dinosaur that can fly. I don't even know. That's pterodactyl. Pterodactyl. Pterodactyl got wings. He could fly. So Lincoln just randomly interrupts life with non sequiturs. But, yes, if you're listening to us, we're down in Oklahoma, the Snuggle Bear, back in New York, uh, getting ready for a big showdown. Are you predicting victory? Because your scores have been very accurate. Each time they've been like two off, it's crazy. Yeah, the final score this week was like forty to sixteen. I said, yeah, I said like thirty-eight. I think, you, yeah, I think you said like something like that. No, the people have been making money. They've been making money on the Rams, and this week you'll be happy to know that Lincoln and his crazy cousin Jonathan, who we love, are now drinking some weird sports drink. That and they he's going to be at the game. Jonathan's going to be at the game heckling. What's oh, yeah. the over-under on Jonathan getting thrown out of this game? Uh, Jonathan's a pretty aggressive heckler at sporting events. Negative 830. <laughs> he might get thrown out before the coin toss. Uh, he's a rowdy heckler. He's not like one of the drunk soccer moms, you know, that has booze in a yeah, thermos. Yeah, He's just showing Go up sober. Him. Come on, Snuggle Bear. 
But the mighty Rams are powered now. Lincoln and his cousin started drinking this Logan Paul monkey energy drink. I don't know if I can say that on the air. But basically some YouTuber, okay, who sits around sniffing glue all day in his garage and talking about it in front of a microphone uh, has inspired you and Jonathan to take on his energy drink. Is that where- it is really good for you, and it, you tried it. You liked it, though. I had a sip of it when we were leaving the vitamin shop the other night, $70 later. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, one sip of it, it was decent. But uh, how, do you like it? Is it yeah. good? Uh, do you find that it is enhancing your performance heading into the big game? Uh, it just tastes good. I like it's pretty much it's just better for you than Gatorade. So I'm sure it's going to help in some way. I hope we didn't just lose a sponsor over that. Um, will I miss a victory while I'm down here in Oklahoma? Yeah. You think the Rams take it? Yeah. Give me a final score. Uh, 36-12. 36-12, the Rams. Wow, that's amazing. You're predicting any sacks or pancakes for the link, man. Who's going to put up bigger numbers, you or the landscaper? (laughs) (laughs) Probably me. All right, just make sure he gets out safely is all I ask. The show is over. Head to the Cape Brewing Company. You can hang out with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. The KRMG crew is going to be there. Levi May is going to be in the house. We'll try to keep him sober for a few hours. Uh, But that is it. Enjoy the heck out of the weekend if you're not down here in Tulsa. We'll see you tomorrow night at the Chisholm Trail Expo Center in Oklahoma City. Until then, be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a Jimmy Fallon. You're the worst. Get him out of here. Get him out. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.